For the last several weeks, we've been reading through the final chapters of the Gospel of John. We looked at those moments just before the crucifixion, the, the teachings that Jesus gave to his disciples that obviously were some things that he really wanted them to understand, wanted us to understand. Then we looked at the crucifixion experience itself, why Jesus had to go to the cross. We we looked at that glorious day when Christ rose from the grave and the, the amazing events surrounding our Savior's resurrection. And then we've looked these last few weeks at those events following the resurrection, at what Jesus taught and what he said to those to whom he appeared in those days following his resurrection just before he ascended into heaven. Today we're going to continue in John chapter 21. We'll be reading verses 18 and 19 this morning. And the conversation that we started last week where Jesus is speaking to Peter. Some words that Peter needed to hear, but that we need to hear too. We'll again be in John chapter 21, starting with verse 18. Nobody likes to follow. Just go stand in a line somewhere. You'll hear somebody in the line griping about the line. How long it's taking, why they have to be standing in this line. They could be doing a lot of other things more important than wasting time here. Nobody likes to be in a line. You may have been complaining too, maybe just in your mind. But you're thinking, you know, I could be doing a lot of things much more important than standing here waiting for this line to move ahead. Everybody likes to be at the front of the line, uh, mostly because then you can't hear all the people complaining back at the back. The problem is, obviously, everybody can't be at the front of the line. That's the nature of a line. If everybody was at the front of a line, it would just be a mob. It wouldn't be a line. You never get anything done. But the truth is, we all have to follow. We all have to stand in line, that, that's certainly true, but it's more complex than just that. We all follow something or someone. Most of the choices that we make in life, if not all of the choices that we make in life, are based on choices that somebody else has made. We, we go see a movie because somebody else went and saw it and came back and told us, this is a really good movie, you ought to go see it. So we follow their advice. We, we go eat at a restaurant because a friend of ours is, has eaten at that restaurant and says, oh, you've you got to go try their lasagna. It's amazing. And so we follow their advice and go try out the restaurant. We go out on a date and who knows, maybe even get married. Because someone introduces us to someone else saying, you guys would make a really good couple. And so we follow their advice. We all follow somebody. And that means it is absolutely essential that we make sure we're following the right person. Jesus knew how important that was going to be. And so over and over and over again, he tells his disciples what he tells Peter one more time here in John chapter 21. Again, we're looking at verse 18. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the 
kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Now again, this this passage is a continuation of a conversation that we started reading last week. Conversation there between Jesus and Peter. And last week we saw how Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? And three times Peter responded, of course I love you. And then Jesus responded, so feed my sheep. We looked at that last week. Well, he follows that part of the conversation with a prophecy. And it's not a very good one, at least on the surface. Prophecy of what Peter's life was going to be from that moment forward. He starts the statement with a phrase that Jesus used 25 different times in the Gospel of John. He uses it in the other Gospels as well, but he uses it over and over again in in the record that John provides for us. 25 times he said, I tell you the truth. Now, your, your translation may say verily, verily, or it may say truly, truly, or it may say I tell you the truth. But however it's translated in your Translation, this was Jesus' way of getting people's attention. You know when your parents used to talk to you and say, now now look at me when I say this. (laughs) You knew when they were saying that they wanted you to hear what they were about to tell you. Well, 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 this was Jesus' way of telling people, look at me when I say this to you. You need to remember this one. He wanted Peter to hear what he was about to say. Because... It was a little bit difficult to begin with. It seems a little bit cryptic to us. Uh, Peter probably understood what he was saying. We struggle with it a little bit. This, this statement that he makes about when you're younger, you dress yourself. When you're older, you're going to reach out your arms. What's Jesus talking about? There were scholars have interpreted that in various ways. Some think that Jesus is referring to Peter being dressed as a child. And then in his old age, he would be dressed Again, some think that they're referring, Jesus was referring to the fisherman garments that he wore, but that one day he would be dressed in the clothing of a criminal, having been arrested for telling people about Christ. And John specifically identifies Jesus' point. Either way, whichever way he was describing Peter's life, his point was that Peter was going to die the death of a martyr. He was going to be killed simply because he proclaimed the name of Jesus. Now, we're not told in the Bible the exact nature of Peter's death. The Bible doesn't give us the specifics of that information. But early church historians wrote that Peter's death was by crucifixion. Some of them indicating that he insisted on being crucified upside down because they don't deserve to decide to die the way that my Savior died. But the exact circumstances are not the point. John identifies the point. He's apparently writing his gospel after Peter has been martyred. And he now understands exactly what Jesus was telling him on that day. That Peter would live his life and even in his death, he would glorify Jesus.
Jesus concludes by what's really important. Not just for Peter. This is what's important for all of us. Tells Peter, follow me. Now think about that for a minute. Jesus has just told Peter that he's going to die because he is following Christ. And he doesn't paint a very pretty picture of how that's going to happen. No matter how you interpret exactly what he was saying, John says it was obvious. Jesus was telling Peter, you're going to die because you're following me. Why would Jesus tell him that? Not exactly a real encouraging word. Not exactly a way to get somebody excited about being a disciple. Hey, be a disciple and you die. But even more importantly, why would Peter follow him after hearing that? Well, for one thing, it wasn't the first time he'd heard Jesus say this. In fact, these were the very first words that Peter heard Jesus say. Way back in in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, when Peter and Jesus meet for the first time, here's the record of it. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said. And I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. These words had meaning for Peter. They were meaningful enough that he left his career. He he left everything that he knew how to do. Threw down his nets and followed Jesus. But it wasn't the only time that Peter heard these words. John chapter 8, verse 12 tells us, And Jesus spoke again to the people. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 10, 27 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. John 12, 26 says, Whoever serves me must follow me. Me And where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Matthew 10.38 And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Matthew 16.24 And Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Me. Mark 10, 21, Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you like, he said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Luke fourteen twenty seven. and anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. By the time Peter heard Jesus say this in John chapter 21, it was drilled in his head. <laughs> A disciple would do a lot of things. He would be involved in a lot of things in his life. But there was one thing that a disciple needed to get right. A disciple had to follow Jesus. And that makes sense. 
If you are going to call someone your Lord, you're going to follow them. If you're going to serve someone, you're going to follow them. If you're going to know their message and share their message with the world, you're going to have to follow them. When you're choosing a physician, a doctor, you probably do some check into their credentials. You ask around to other people who, who have used that doctor and you say, well, what do you think about them? Did they do a good job for you? Were you happy with the service that they gave to you? Maybe you look it up online and see if they're affiliated with, with your hospital or, or affiliated with, with some medical group that you know is a, a, a reputable agency. Maybe check their office wall to, to, to look for their diplomas to see where they went to medical school. What you would not do is go to a physician who never went to medical school, who didn't have any other patients, has no record of being affiliated with any hospital or medical organization. You find someone like that and you, you say, wait a minute, you didn't study medicine, you've never practiced medicine, you don't have any other patients, you're not endorsed by anybody who has anything to do with the medical community, I think I'm going to find another doctor. Here's where this hits us. This, this statement that Jesus made to Peter, again, this wasn't just intended for Peter. This is for you and me too. There are many things that we should do as believers. But this one, this one, we got to get this one right. We must follow Jesus. You are not a Christian because you are a part of a church. You are not a Christian because you do ministry in the community. You are not a Christian because you teach a Bible class. Now, all those and many more are, are wonderful things. All of those are things that we should do. All of those are things that we should seek to find our place in the kingdom of God and do the things that, that God has, has called us to do. But you are a Christian only if you follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All those other things, being a part of a church, serving in a ministry, teaching a class, all of those, again, good, wonderful things. But they all must grow out of the fact that you follow Jesus. And Peter had to understand that. Jesus was telling him, you're going to face some tough days. You're going to face some, some days of persecution. You're going to face some days... When following me is going to be very, very difficult to do. In fact, you're going to give your life because you're following me. And Jesus knew if Peter was doing this because he wanted to be famous, he wanted to get his name in the Bible, <laughs> he wasn't going to make it. 
If Peter was doing this because he liked these other 11 guys, these other disciples like palling around with them, this was a pretty good gig. And, and yeah, this was pretty fun. I think I'll just keep doing this. I'm comfortable in this, this walk. No, Jesus knew. If that's the reason you're here, you're not going to make it. The only way, Jesus said, is if you follow me. Because, I mean, think about it. Again, Jesus has just told Peter, Peter, you're going to follow a path that ultimately will lead to your execution. That's where this road goes. And in Peter's mind, he must have been thinking, well, how am I going to do that? I mean, here just a few days ago, I, somebody asked me if I knew you, and I denied you three times. I took the test and I failed. How am I going to lay down my life for you? How am I going to do that? It must have been what was going through Peter's mind. So Jesus tells him, this is how you're going to do it. This is how you're going to be able to accomplish the things that I've called you to do. This is how you're going to lead my church. This is how you're going to be the rock. That's the name that I've given you. This is how you're going to do the things that I have called you to do. This is how you're going to take my message to the world. Even when the world hates you for it. Even when they despise you for it. Even when they kill you for it. This is how you're going to do it. Follow me. Folks, that's what matters in life. All the accomplishments that we make, all the things we do, they will all disappear like the fog that sometimes appears in the morning and then in just a few short minutes it's gone. Everything that we accomplish in life will be just like that unless, unless we follow Jesus. The fact of the matter is, you're going to follow somebody. Are you following Jesus today? Heavenly Father, this is the crux of the matter. This is what is important. This is what we have to get right. There's so many important things that we need to do in our life. But we won't accomplish any of them if we don't get this one right. We need to follow you. So Lord, help us this morning to commit ourselves to this one thing. Say, okay, whatever it costs, whatever it takes, I'm going to follow Jesus. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of, of invitation. Now, this is an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing in your life this morning. Uh, maybe for the first time in your life, you've recognized, you know what? I need to follow Jesus. You know, I've been kind of going through the motions. I've been doing some things. I've been trying to get my life right, and this hadn't been going so well. And now I know what I'm missing. I haven't really followed Jesus. 
How do I do that? Well, we want to help you. Now, ordinarily what we would do, we'd invite you to come here to the front. We'd sit down with you personally and visit with you one-on-one and talk about what it means to follow Jesus. Again, we're following all the guidelines, try to keep everybody safe. So we can't do that right now. But we do have a way that we can let you know what it means to follow Jesus. If you're here with us in person, there's a card right there in the Purex before you. It has a connection card written on the top of it there. Just take one of those. Give us a way to contact you. And then indicate what, what, what you're thinking, what, what's going on in your life. Now, there's some check boxes down at the bottom. There's one that says, I want to follow Jesus. And some others as well. Just check that one. I, I want to follow Jesus. Just check that one. Or you can even write it on the card. You say, you know, I want to know more about what it means to follow Jesus. And then as you leave this morning, just drop it in one of the baskets that you'll see at the doors. Just drop it right in there. We'll be in touch with you this week to let you know, hey, you can follow Jesus too. It's a profoundly simple to do. Anybody can do it. That's the hardest thing, the most important thing that you'll ever do because you are literally placing your life in the hands of the Savior, saying, Jesus... I'm not going to live my life anymore. I'm making you the Lord of my life. But the fact is, we can't do that on our own. We we just have to receive what Jesus has already done for us. He's already taken care of everything that needs to be done. He died on the cross for you. He rose again for you. He's paid the price and made the way for you to have forgiveness and everlasting life. All you have to do is receive. And we'll we'll share with you in the... Where in the Bible all that is found? You just give us a way to do that. Give us some contact information. We'll be glad to do that with you. If you're watching us online, you can do the same thing. There's an online form, a, a, a version of this same form, a digital version. It's found at our, our website, nationalheights.org. Uh, hello is the link for it there. You'll find the link. If you're watching us on Facebook, there will be a link there on the Facebook page. If you're watching on our website, it's just below where the video appears. Just follow that link. You'll see a digital form of that same connection card. Just give us some connection information. and You can check the box. Or again, you can just type in the text box, I want to follow Jesus. Maybe there are other ways that God is working in your life this morning. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We would be glad to share with you. You can be a part of what God's doing here at at National Heights, again, you just check that particular box or write it there on the card or indicate it on the digital form. There are other opportunities as well. Or maybe you just have a prayer request, something that you would really appreciate some fellow believers praying with you in the coming days. It's on the back side of the physical form that's here. It's at the very bottom of the digital form. You can indicate what your prayer request is, and we would be honored to be praying with you in the week to come. But in whatever way God is leading in your heart this morning, we invite you to listen and respond to his call in your life today as we sing together.